prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. My name is Xander and with me today is... Your skating bro chops. I, I couldn't. I couldn't come up with a better voice than that. I'm really sorry. We had like a half hour before we recorded. Yeah, I know. I was trying to think of like one of the guy's name. I think his name was like Skis or something. Skis. Okay. Was it uh, Skis? Your co-host. I think it's. I think it was uh, Jim Skis. Jim Skis, the professional skateboarder. And with us today, we also have a very special guest, a twenty-sided ninja. Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Oh, you know, just shredding the gnar, gleaming the cle- cube. You know how I do. <laughs> nice. You do that uh, all the time. Yeah, I'm yeah. constantly gleaming the cube. <laughs> it's really weird. I don't know how much more that cube can be gleamed. Gleamed? Well, I, I mean, really. you know, there's six sides to gleam. So by the time you finish the six, the first one needs re-gleaming. <laughs> just, just like painting the uh, Mackinac Bridge. Yeah. Exactly. Uh you're probably wondering what all this skate talk is about. Well, we are talking uh, today about Tony Hawk's Underground, or Thug, as I will refer to it for the rest of the episode. I uh, it took me a long time to realize that's what it spelled out. <laughs> I, I did some Googling, obviously, in, in preparation from a research standpoint. And now, sadly, if you Google Thug, this is not the first thing that comes up. It's a oh. movie called The Hate You Give. Oh, oh. That's really I don't know if we should talk about that on this show. <laughs> I think it's like a teen, like young adult thing. I don't think it's like a... This isn't for teens. It's not a Rammstein music video. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, good. So, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro... Or Tony Hawk's Underground, I'm sorry, is part of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater series. Uh, was released October 27th, 2003 uh, for the Xbox, the PlayStation 2, the GameCube, the Game Boy Advance... PC and mobile phones. Let's talk about the Game Boy Advance port here for a second. Go for it. I don't know anything about it, but I played <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on the Game Boy Advance, and it was not great. Well, I have a feeling this one is very similar, as it did. It was an isometric view instead of 3D. So, yep. I'm assuming yeah, it wasn't it was, great. It was real bad. I actually kind of want to talk about the PC port. Yes, please do. Yeah. The PC port was only released in Australia and New Zealand. And wasn't it released as a budget title? It was. uh, And it was released by a a company called Beanox. And they didn't do anything after this or before this. This was the only thing they did. (laughs) Which is weird. I don't know why. Who, like, Neversoft did it, or Activision published it everywhere else. I mean, yeah. Oh, like, all- I, I, don't, I don't understand that thinking. And, and apparently it's got a lot of bugs, too. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. And by they never did anything else. I mean, they did like 20 other ports. But they never did anything of note. Right. I mean, is this of note? It is of note because of how bad it is. And okay. then it was only released in Australia and New Zealand. That's fair. A very uh, small percentage of Risk players got to play this on PC. I was I was actually looking earlier uh, on Steam to see what if the new Tony Hawk game was uh, was available for pre-order yet, which I couldn't find it um, because as uh, as the day of recording yesterday, uh, May twelfth was Tony Hawk's birthday, turned fifty two. Um, Happy birthday, announced, Birdman! Right, 
and they uh, announced uh, the the remake of Tony Hawk One and Two together. So we thought this was uh, appropriate to uh, to talk about. Uh, do you guys remember the first time you played Tony Hawk Underground? Um, probably around October twenty seventh, two thousand and three, maybe. Yeah, you jumped right in. I uh, no, yeah, I did. It was so the Tony Hawk series is a, is a game that my brother and I would play a lot, not together, mm-hmm. but like he would play and I would play. We would, would alternate and um, show each other, you know, the different tricks and just brag about how much better we are uh, compared to the other person. Um, and this was like one of the first Tony Hawk games where he started teetering off from playing the Tony Hawk games. And I, and I remember, I think buying this with my own money, uh, right. You know, whatever I saved up, mm-hmm. um, at that age in high school. And I think I played it right away. Fair enough. Dale. I am a good deal older than either of you. So I remember distinctly playing this, uh, at my best friend, both sides house, uh, maybe a year after he had gotten kicked out of Eastern for never going to class and instead <laughs> playing Tony Hawk four the entire nice. time. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I went over there and we, we, we got down on thug for, I don't know, probably three days straight. Oof. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of Mountain Dew, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of Taco Bell. There you go. Uh, I, remember buying this so this uh 2003 i was i had graduated from high school i was working full-time um and i wasn't going to school so i just had all the time in the world i stayed up all night and uh, i remember it was probably november i remember it was close to christmas time around like the holiday shopping season and i was uh playing a video game probably one of the uh um something on the game boy player for the gamecube and i thought after seeing a bunch of advertisements and whatnot on TV, I was like, I should probably go play this game. I love Tony Hawk one. I got it. And that played that one like crazy Two, I played a little bit of, but never got super into three. I think I skipped out. Right. Um, and I think I've eventually played it later on. And then four, I played a little bit before this came out. So I kind of dabbled in the Tony Hawk stuff after the first one, but I was like, well, I, 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 this one looks like it's interesting enough and I'll go, go pick it up. So I remember it was probably like, midnight or later and i just i just decided out of the blue i'm gonna go to meyer the you know a 24-hour retail shop around us and uh, pick up my copy and i played it non-stop for like the next month and a half which system did you guys uh, play it on i got it on gamecube i played it on ps2 yeah i was also on ps2 fair enough yeah i i was uh really in my hardcore nintendo fanboy days at that time and i was like if i can get it for the gamecube i'm going to and uh yes that's what i that's what i did and i uh because i was staying up late and playing it all the time i had two tvs in my room at the time i had a larger one that i had all my gaming stuff on and another one where the tube was starting to go and so it had to like be on for like 15 20 minutes before i could get a good solid picture out of it (laughs) um and i would use that to watch cable tv while i was playing my video games and so i i uh as we start talking about the soundtrack, I'll, I'll jump in a little bit more, but I, I, I watched a lot of Nick at Night while I was playing this. <laughs> That's weird. Yes, it is. associate this with, like, Donna Reed? Uh, so this was at a time where the block was, like, Full House, Fresh Prince Ooh. of Bel-Air. Gilligan's Island? No. Oh. Uh, Roseanne, I think The Cosby oh. Show, Ooh. and Wings. 
Wings. Hey. What a classic. That's a that's a good show. I know, right? All right, welcome <laughs> to our Wings podcast, everybody. We've underrated Tony Shaloub shows. We're gonna talk Lyle. <laughs> Faye DeVay. Oh man. I just remember she they like found out that she was actually some uh, old timey TV star and they're like, Oh, old stars don't vanish, they just fade away and that was her her last name. <laughs> I always wanted to wear like a flight jacket because of that show. Yeah. Like brown leather with like the weird collar. I don't know why, but I'd it'd look awful on me because I'm a fat man who's round <laughs> and it would just be I'd look like it'd look ridiculous. Around the like a milk dud. Yep. <laughs> Around the time that I was watching uh, Wings, uh, our buddy Sean, the arcade fan from Noiseland Arcade, his dad was working for Nantucket Nectars, and I just assumed Nantucket was made up for the show. I didn't know any better, <laughs> and so I was like, "Man, that's pretty sweet. They got their own juice." <laughs> and then I was like, "Just an idiot." So, <laughs> oh, but anyway, man. back to Thug. Yeah, How about that game, huh? Great. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a, a kind of a. a breakout game for this i mean the, the last four games you you had um just skating in, in levels without any kind of story to advance you're just trying to advance your score and everything and this one introduced a storyline they almost everything in this game was customizable and uh you could get off your board and walk around yeah i want to talk about that i want to talk about how this is the first time um it ever made me think that getting off the board was a trick <laughs> really weird to me like in real skating like getting off the board you're not doing anything for competition right. <laughs> like like you're hurting yourself in that case it, it was really weird and the fact it was like you could climb on stuff too mm -hmm. like so like i get like like that's supposed to like to be part of the thing is like urban skating but it just didn't feel right if you think back, this game came out two years after Grand Theft Auto came out, mm -hmm. and that really, really popularized, popularized the, like, walking around, exploration, all of that. Yeah. And I wonder if that kind of tied into what's going on here. Oh, absolutely. Because even, like, even, like, the people that you go to to get, like, missions, we'll call it, uh, with the icons above their heads like the fist or like the person's like uh, image of the silhouette of the skater. That's very reminiscent of Grand Theft Auto. Well, yeah. didn't they also have like trying to track down people for missions in like Tony Hawk four? Like, wasn't it open world and you, uh, but you were skating everywhere. Again, I, I, I played I, very little of Tony I mean, Hawk. Pro skater yes. You 4. skated everywhere. Right. This is the first this game. That definitely you the first game you can get off your board. I feel um, like, I thought Tony Hawk 4 was one where you had timed missions, but you had to go find them on the levels. I could be, I could be mistaken. Like I said, I mean, it's been almost I mean, 20 years since I played Tony Hawk 4. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. the first time that they got rid of the timed levels in mm -hmm. was Tony Hawk 4. But uh, yeah, so you start with the storyline of this one. You start off in uh, just a random New Jersey slum, I guess, <laughs> or just a rundown neighborhood. Uh, and you and your friend Eric Sparrow are uh, trying. Oh. I know, right? <laughs> Eric's the best. He's the most honest man there is. He is. I still want to punch him 20 years later. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so Eric Sparrow and you um, are trying to skate. You're, you try to find sponsorships at your local, uh, your local skate shop after Chad Muska comes to your town to run a demo. Um, and you, it just kind of follows your story from like rise to 
to amateur level to pro status back down and then it kind of goes from there it, it, it makes it like like I, I get the storyline was a cool avenue to play the game and really get to know the scene i guess we'll say of, yeah. of skating but it like it it killed me to think that like uh, it was almost like a rpg in in the life of a skater i got i had to get my demo cut man you know mm-hmm. i had to, i had to get these sick tricks play like it made it too business like like it took out it took out the idea of like skating for fun or skating because skating is like rebellious and stuff and it made it real business oriented which is funny because that's kind of what the game is about. Like it is, yeah. <laughs> I, I know it is. But launch it was... your own like soul skating brand, which is all about skating for the fun of it instead of of making money. And yeah. But the the development team NeverSoft actually brought in a bunch of pro skaters and like interviewed them and had them tell them their stories about you know how they rose to the fame and the the backstabbing and all the stuff that that went through with it. So it was it was based pretty heavily on reality and and all of the skaters who came in to like share their stories were super pumped to like watch this game happen and more than more than happy to provide their likeness and like voiceover even though they weren't trained in voiceover to do all this kind of stuff so they very obviously weren't trained in voiceover yeah no, no. what do you mean <laughs> yeah they had uh, i was reading an article where they they were talking about having people like uh bam margera come in and he would just like sit there like um, that's, that's me. That's me. That's so cool. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, we're going to tell us what you want to look like and stuff in the game. And he was just like, man, thank you guys for doing this. This is so cool. And they're like, in the meantime, like you're one of the, you're on the Jackass series. You have your own Viva Lab, Like you're a huge star in your own right. Like, thank you for coming in. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I just thought it was really cool to, to see all the, just all the inspiration they took from real life pro skaters talking about how to, how to rise up. And that's what the whole game was about. Did you guys ever do the, your face on the creative character? I don't think the GameCube had that option there. And if it did, I didn't have the peripherals that would let me do it. I did not. You had to actually email a picture of your face. I did it to like, (laughs) Oh man, was it awesome? It was real weird. <laughs> it was not well done. I'll tell you that much. It was basically, it was almost like they, like you have like the polygon face and imagine like, or head, imagine no face or no facial features. And then they used like, almost like it's like a paint layer <laughs> and they just like wrapped it around the frame of this head. Wow. It was really like the proportions were off the, it was just really awkward and I don't even like I think it's again I don't remember how I did it and I think you're right I think I had to email a picture and then I don't even remember having my PS2 hooked up to the internet to be honest with you yeah I was gonna say how does how do you then get your your picture but I remember distinctly putting my face on a skater in this game um and it was bad it was just looked (laughs) off I remember making my avatar look like me and trying to like set the height and weight to the most that it could be, and I just like towered over everybody else. <laughs> oh gosh, that's wonderful. And uh, so, like other notable things though in this game, besides the now you can walk like a human being, um, was like the wall planting, which mm-hmm. was pretty sweet. The um, I should probably pull up my notes since I took the time you could, to make. You could hip transfer, acid drop, uh, wall push double grind tap so like if you were grinding you could 
double tap the button to do into a new uh, a new move. You could drive. <laughs> that was the worst. I part. don't want to talk yeah. about driving. The uh, the same article where it was, it was just basically the entire team of NeverSoft that worked on the game. Uh, they they mentioned like we thought it was going to be really cool to to add this walking mechanic, and then we realized we have to add a walking mechanic. <laughs> Like there's so many nuances, like stopping and turning, and the little half step as you come to a stop and stuff yep. like that. Like, yep. it's like so it wasn't great, but it worked. <laughs> it did work. It also introduced my favorite thing, which is the caveman. Because at the time this came out, I was skating and could not ollie very well. Mm-hmm. But caveman is where you run up to something, basically throw the board under your feet and like grind or whatever. And it was in this, and I was like. You can do that? <laughs> I'm validated. <laughs> I I was not coordinated uh, enough to ever do like skating. Um, so much so that I would probably break something immediately if I had tried to do it. Either the board, myself, whoever I fall on, whatever it is. Um, so I was always envious of skaters because like – like you do almost like defy gravity and uh, are able to do these cool things. But I mean, I don't know if I was impressed with being able to walk. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you just showing up to skate parks, holding a skateboard, just walking around the place. Like, what are you doing, dude? I was like, caveman and bro. Hey man. <laughs> oh, Nerd. Man. Sick point. I only got five seconds before my, my multiplier runs out though. So <laughs> that was the wildest part. Like you can get off your board mid combo and it still counts as a combo. Yeah. 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 No, that's not <laughs> how it works. Did uh? and I remember, I mean, just like any never soft Tony Hawk game, like there were cheats galore, like amp, uh, no grab or moon gravity and stuff moon like that. Did you guys play around with those? Oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. After I beat the game, I would usually spend the next like ten hours just playing with stupid cheats on, seeing how I can like break the game or clip into areas or just cause it to crash, and then also play the kiss level and over and over again. <laughs> kiss level. So <laughs> I forgot that there, until I was like doing my research because again, it's like I said, it's been twenty years since I played this one. Um, I for completely forgot that there was like a, a kiss concert stage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was, it, and you could, was it grind on the bar and they would play a song. And then if you did it so many times, they'd perform a concert for you. Sounds right. I mean, <laughs> sure. I believe you. Oh, I did it all the time. <laughs> oh man. It was before I knew better. Okay guys, get off my back. It's fine. I mean, it, I watched Nick at Night while I did that, so I'm not going to remember what the That's way better was. than Nick Kiss. That's way better. It's fair. Yeah, speaking of the levels, this was also uh, had, like, an absolutely insane create-a-level mode. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Could, you could add so much different stuff. I spent so much time doing that. And you could do, like, you could put in custom challenges in your level. So I know that I'd like build a level and then see if other people could like do the challenges that I would, I'd like set up in there. Uh, it was, it was so much fun. This also had create a trick mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does Insane. that, that was crazy. Like it, like, I don't remember it exactly, but did you actually do like the inputs or was it just like a signature trick? So what you would do is you would put in things like board rotations, body rotations, like 
you could combine all of these different pieces together and then map it to whatever like button combination you wanted it to be. So for me, I always had like my special, my trick be like up, up square for flip tricks, up, up circle for grabs, you know, so on and so forth. And then it would just do it kind of like how an Indy 900 in the game is a special trick that you can Mm -hmm. do, but also you could just do an Indy and spin, you know, three, two and a half times or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, it was awesome though. It actually, the editor for it looks a lot like a garage band or an iMovie where you can like add in different layers and the timing and all of that. It was really cool. Oh, nice. Far more robust than it should have been. Well, yeah, I think they were very, you could tell that they were going all out for this game. Yeah. The crazy thing is, is it was only a year from Tony Hawk four. So crazy. (laughs) When you think about like how bad the car driving was though, and how good the creative trick was. Yeah. You could see where they were passionate. Well, I mean, they, they had molds for every level of like, okay, find this person, do these tricks, find this person, do these tricks. Okay. Ride or, or sketch on this car uh, and then drive that car and annoy somebody or pick up weird Russian ladies. Like that was, there was just some really questionable um, choices, but you know, they, that that's like the formula for the series is you have the same kind of goals just mm-hmm. slightly different in each level yeah and unfortunately being having to pl- drive a car was one of those <laughs> things you had to do frequently except for in moscow when eric stole that tank yes uh, or, the, or when you're in la and you steal the police car and you like as a prank drive it into the ocean <laughs> we already talked about grand theft auto 3 <laughs> So let's uh, let's kind of just slim down the uh, the storyline real quick. So like I said, you start in, in New Jersey. You're told uh, you, you see that Chad Musk is going to come and do a demo, and you want to kind of learn from him. And he says, "Yeah, you, the, I started off with nothing. I'm doing all this stuff now. You should go talk to your local skate shop and try to get sponsored." You go talk started to him. And he's like, bottom, now "What's I'm that?" Yeah, started exactly. from the bottom. Now I'm here. Yeah. So you go to talk to your your skate shop guy, which is uh, Stacy Peralta, uh, who tells you. You know, go and, and record a demo. Everybody wants to be a pro, but if you can show me some new stuff, some new locations, we'll see what we can do. So you and uh, Eric, who has just lit a drug dealer's car on fire for stealing from the skate <laughs> shop, uh, is being hunted by those gangbangers, and now you guys have to run off to New York. <laughs> uh, then you go to New York, and you you make your demo, and you take it back, and you, you both get accepted into the amateur circuit. Uh, or at least you you would if Eric had submitted your application to get into the amateur circuit, which is I watched. All, did you guys watch rewatch the uh, the storyline for this game recently? Yeah, uh, I, I I watched the speed run of it. I, I watched just the 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 cut scenes for the the story last night. Oh, I wanted to punch Eric in the face so many times. <laughs> <laughs> so punchable. Like you entered my name, right? Well. I entered mine. <laughs> so you, I mean, uh, your protagonist is an idiot for trusting him. Anyway. Yeah. So you have to. You end He's up. He's not like, an trying, idiot for trusting him the first time. Right. Correct. Uh, so you start doing tricks. Tony Hawk sees you. Says, "Hey, man, you're you're pretty good. Like, if you come tomorrow, I'll make sure you get in." Uh, and then you end up winning that that contest, and everybody, all these uh, pros, are like, "Oh, we got to get you on these different labels." And I think you join uh, Element, isn't it? You get to pick. Oh, gotcha. 
Yeah, you can pick birdhouse, element, flip, girl, or zero. Mm-hmm. I was always a girl. Uh, Fair enough. I don't remember I which way I went. Birdhouse. birdhouse, that makes sense. I think I was inspired by Jackass and went with Bam to element. Mm-hmm. Just because I was like, oh, that guy's funny. I'll watch him. Um, so you join that team, and then shortly after you find out that Eric also got on the team, and you guys go to Hawaii to film more demo stuff. And you're trying to find the, the best trick you can do. And you find this rooftop gap that you can do from one hotel to the next. And while you're doing it, um, you, the, the police are, are after you and there's a helicopter and your character does a, what is it? A, uh, is it an indie over the helicopter? Uh, something over the helicopter. Yeah. So you end up doing it. You do the roof gap, you land and you go over a helicopter. A McTwist. A McTwist. That's right. Yes. You do a McTwist over the helicopter and you land and the the footage is cu- captured and everybody's like, oh, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And you go to unveil the uh, the video and your character is running late to the premiere and you, go, and you, you sit next to your buddy and you, hey, was I, was I in the video? Was my part, did everybody love it? He goes, you weren't even in the video. Eric's trick though was awesome. That rooftop gap over the helicopter and you find out that he ganked your footage made it his own and he goes pro meanwhile you're stuck as an amateur obviously tensions are mounted and he's like i I don't know what to tell you man that's i got trapped at customs i couldn't get you the footage uh you go into the next tournament and you see that he eric has entered himself as a pro and you're still an amateur so you enter yourself as a pro anyway (laughs) and uh you should have gotten kicked off the team but you end up winning that and so you you are now a pro and uh, then you go to Moscow where you're doing all sorts of stuff. Eric gets drunk, steals a tank, and you and like is it going to crash it into a building? You take over for him to try to stop it. He pieces out, and then the Russian, uh, I guess the Russian police uh, arrest you. The Soviets, yeah. And it's seven hundred thousand dollars in damages, and your manager's like, no, he's not on the team anymore. Get it from his parents, and so you're stuffed back down into New Jersey where uh, you meet with Stacy Peralta again. You say, man, I hate, I hate what skating has become. It's all about the money, and, and it's, just, it's not even fun anymore. It's like, then then you, the two of you are like, well, let's, let's make something. Let's get our own – we'll start our own skate team called Soul Skating. It'll be all about the fun of skating. We'll, we'll inspire people to do this. Uh, and as your video starts to take off, Eric comes to the, to the store and antagonizes you once again, and uh, he says, look, I've got the tape right here. If you think you're so hot, let's race around the town and whoever wins gets the tape. And then there are two different endings at this point. If you have played, if you, this is your first time playing, you beat him and then he's, he gives you the tape and he's still mad. He says, ah, you, you couldn't have, you shouldn't have beat me, blah, blah, blah. I'm still better than you as you walk off valiantly with the, uh, with the tape. If you've played the game once and you're going through a second time when he's like, yeah, you can have the tape. If you can beat me, you just turn around and punch him right in the face and knock his knock him out cold and then you take the tape and that's the end of the game <laughs> one of the most and i've said this on episodes before one of the most cathartic video game endings ever <laughs> yeah they did a really good job making this guy seem like a piece of crap yeah and driving you to to want to beat him in every aspect of the game and it does like it, it does seem innocent at first, like oh, I and I accidentally only entered me into this contest. Like okay, what a, you just got? I just had to bail you out of jail, so you know you almost feel like I guess that could have been a mistake or whatever. But yeah, he's uh, every time you see him, he's just like 
and in his voice, his voice doesn't help. <laughs> Whoever they got to, to voice Eric Sparrow, oh man, I just yeah, the worst. He was easily one of the top villains in any skateboarding game I've ever played. In, in any game, really, like <laughs> he does suck. Uh, he, I know who you're going to choose in our next uh, villains bracket. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I could support him though, man. Just just hearing his name and his voice again when I was watching those videos last night was enough to make me just like uh, want to play the game so I could punch him again. <laughs> did you guys play Tony Hawk Underground too? Yes. Um, I've, I don't know if I did or not. I didn't. I've, I've played every Tony Hawk with the exception of the ones that came with the weird board peripheral. Ride and shred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were a skateboarder, man. Why didn't you jump into that? Because I had a skateboard. <laughs> you didn't want to take the wheels off and pretend? I mean, no. I, I don't go do things. <laughs> I did. No, I'm kidding. I didn't. I, I, I know Eric comes back in Tony Hawk Underground too, but I don't know to, to what extent or if he's still someone you want to punch in the face or not. Because Underground 2 basically continues the story. Yeah. Uh, Underground 2 is basically um, Jackass the video game. Oh, okay. So, like, you, like, there's a whole bunch of getting in shopping carts and, like, running into stuff. Uh, it was, like, Phil Margera's in it for some reason. Okay. <laughs> like, Bam and Phil are both in the game. <laughs> wow. It, it, it was, it had a worse story. <laughs> Didn't Jackass actually get its own video game, though? Why would they? <laughs> I mean, this was just popularized. For, yeah. You know. Yeah. We're cashing in. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else you guys want to touch on as far as the, the game goes before we jump into the music? or? Yeah, so there are speedrun categories for this. Oh, right. Um, let me pull up my notes Yeah. Um, so there's, there's like four different categories for this game. Only two I'm going to hit on are any percent and a hundred percent. So any percent, um, they have it set up by beginner, normal and sick, which are just the difficulties. But for beginner, the game can be beaten. Uh, the, or I guess the first place speed run record is 33 minutes and 16 seconds. Wow. And that's on PC. So the, it's got faster load times. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're able to like skip and re and load the new scenes pretty quickly. And that's by a person named Rushi R U S H I. But then they have the hundred percent category, which is, uh, under the sick difficulty. And, and the rules are that you can't have beaten the game previously. So like if it's one, if you get the ending where you punch Eric in the face, you have to go back and do the final goal in chapter 27 to complete. To have oh complete yeah, that run. would make sense. Um, but it, it ends as soon as um, the requirements for 100% is met. So that means all gaps, all goals on sick, and all secret tapes. And what's the record for that? Uh, one hour, 33 minutes, and 11 seconds. Wow. That's so fast. That's still like really fast. Still on the PC version? Yeah. And and I watched the speed run of it recently and they do a lot of um, McTwists, which is kind (laughs) of funny. Um, They do like a special combination of a manual and a spin spin move 
um, just by standing still. It's like a really quick um, like input. But like it a Casper into anti-Casper? Something like that. And it, and it gets them like 10,000 points like immediately. So like mm-hmm. they're able to like beat those like lower level, like you have to get these many points missions like really fast without even doing anything. And um, you can use a create a character in the speed runs too. I saw that, but uh, it's just like execution galore, except for the parts where it has like a timer and you have to like actually let the timer go all the way down on like a high score competition with like oh, yeah. Tony Hawk. There's ones that you can't skip. So like they have mm-hmm. to like actually let that timer go all the way down, which is kind of boring. To now, in the hundred percent, did they have to level up their stats all the way? Cause this had a really unique way of doing stats. Yeah. It had like speed, it had um, balance. Um, yeah. But no, they didn't really care about that. They were just like, like, they, the guy I saw play it was just amazing at balancing on manuals and grinds. Like, okay. just no problem. Yeah. The way that this did uh, your upgrades was kind of like, you mentioned it being like a skating RPG. It was like a skating adventure game because there was, like, challenges where if you did, like, two kickflip or a double kickflip during a grind, it would upgrade your kickflip, like mm-hmm. your flip capabilities and that sort of thing. It was the first time that I remember it doing that sort of thing. Uh, so I'm surprised that they didn't have to do that in 100. percent Yeah, uh, it's they just like immediately really really good at executing all the stuff because they play it so long. Right. But um, other fun things about the game is that in the Moscow level, if you hit the head off the snowman with your skateboard, blood spills out from the snowman's neck, <laughs> and and the text fatality appears. Nice. That was ridiculous. Excellent. I forgot. Then, Iron, I forgot. Iron Man also shows up in this. Iron Man's in it. He's, oh man! His board is so sick because it has no wheels, although it's like floating, and he's got a move where he shoots his repulsor blast like out of his hand. And um, this and game, he has like a weird like one where he turns green, and there's like sensor mode, like really weird stuff. This game has the wildest unlockable characters. Oh yeah, like. Besides Iron Man, you could beat Ben Franklin. You could be Wee Man from Jackass. Mm -hmm. You could be a bullfighter. You could play as Shrek. Yep. (laughs) You could be Gene Simmons. You can be all of Kiss. You can be all of Kiss. Yep. Phil Margera, uh, Steve O. You'd be the alien from Alien. Like, it's wild. Yeah, they had uh, a lot of the uh, the pros that you remember um, come back. State trooper, hotel desk clerk, <laughs> like the zombie. Yeah, big stud. Big. Oh big yeah, uh, stud. Stud. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this so was weird. this was the last game to feature Kareem Campbell, Rune Glyphberg, Bucky Lasik. Uh, Elisa Steamer and Jamie Thomas as playable characters. Really? Mm. Yeah. Who is your go-to pro skater to play as? Rodney Mullen for me every time. He's so good. I don't. I honestly don't remember. I think I. Uh, I think I played Bucky Lasik only because I would change his word and he would be Lucky Basic. Just a dumb thing <laughs> that my friends and I would say when we were playing these games. I would always go with uh, Jeff Raleigh. 
Mostly because uh, from playing the, these games, I learned of another spelling for Jeff, and I but I I didn't know it was Jeff, so I'd say Geoff, <laughs> <laughs> and it took me a lot longer to realize that it was just Jeff. Uh, when you mentioned when you started talking about the speed runs, I forgot uh, that this was also the first Tony Hawk game to have a difficulty setting. Oh yeah, and that was because they just uh, NeverSoft had always assumed that people were playing, you know, consecutively. So they went from Tony Hawk one to two to three to four to Underground, and they got a lot of complaints in four about the the difficulty level because people were brand new and didn't understand all the all the mechanics. So that's why they they brought in the uh, difficulty setting. Um, one other thing I remembered uh, from reading my article about the Neversoft team talk, you know, just reminiscing of making this game in a year, is there was a story of one of the animators um, going in, like, kind of scouting out locations. And he said specifically he was in, I think he said he was in New Jersey, and he found, like, he was told that it was a place where he needs to go in the daytime and then leave before the locals come and stab him. <laughs> Oh, so he's like going around and he's like under underpasses he's got his video camera and he's like seeing cars and everything go by and all of a sudden he's like you know looking at the undersides of underpasses and stuff like that when he's he's told uh put your hands up put the camera down and you know step away and he turns around the cops have drawn their guns they're standing outside of their doors like guns over the glass and he's like i don't know what what is happening and it turns out you know it's this game came out two years after 9-11 so they and he's just like some ratty looking dude, like filming the undersides oh, of like structures. Yeah. So they, but uh, apparently one of the police officers found out that he worked for NeverSoft and was a huge Tony Hawk pro skater fan. <laughs> and he said it was so weird. Like I was, I went from being a potential terrorist to saying this guy's best buddy because I could tell him all the cheat codes. <laughs> mm, nice. Quick correction: uh, that list of uh, characters that I read out that you can unlock that was from Thug Two, not Thug One. I was gonna say it's not a weird. I was yeah. looking at a, at an unlockable for for Thug, and I was like, I don't see Wee Man, I don't see Steve O, yeah. I don't see Phil or Margera. But but to my point, that basically proves Thug Two Jackass. Jackass the game, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, one other thing was that the uh, the team for NeverSoft through Tony Hawk One through Four uh, was only about thirteen people, and so when they started making uh, cutscenes for like the storyline, they realized, oh, we need to get more people in here <laughs> so the team size uh almost doubled uh, going into this because they had to hire so many animators for all those different things there's actually a lot of really cool information in that article i'll i'll share it in the discord um once this episode comes out tomorrow or today if you're listening um just stuff about how people like lost teeth and throwing tvs off of buildings into cars for the end credit stuff like a lot of crazy ah. stuff like i've i've grown a a, a bigger appreciation for Neversoft as a company, which is unfortunate because they, they shut down in 2014 or rather became a part of uh, Infinity Ward. But they just did a lot of cool stuff. It seemed like a cool place to want to wanna work and a bunch of cool dudes. So, But that's that's all I've got for uh, for Thug. Any, any last thoughts before we move into the music? Um, favorite skateboarding move is the dark slide. I always remember specifically Christ Air. I'm a big fan of the Primo slide, actually. Oh. What's the Primo slide? It's uh, it's like a replacement for a manual where you are essentially on the side of the board. Oh, okay, yeah, yep. Nice. I like it because I can do it in real life. <laughs> nice. 
I like the move where you can sit on the skateboard and ride down your driveway because that's um, what I could do in real life. No. <laughs> um, I like it when I um, the skateboarding move where you're like you're on a big hill and then you launch the skateboard down it to see uh, how far it'll go on like a ramp and then you watch it fly in the air. Neat. So we're all good at skateboarding. Great. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, take a quick break. We're here from our sponsor, and then we'll get into the music. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom so I wish I could say I had a composer for this game, but uh, I don't because it's like a e- emo. Is emo a composer for this uh, game? punk rock <laughs> and hip hop? I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is. Uh, I mean, it's all what Tony Hawk kind of got famous for. Is uh, well, not I guess not what it got famous for, but what what I always remember about Tony Hawk games is the soundtrack being like actual songs, a compilation. Um, and there are a ton of uh, songs in this one. We picked out three. Each one of us picked out one uh, that we really liked. As I mentioned before, I watched a lot of Nick at Night while I was playing this game, so I had a hard time remembering the soundtrack. Nothing jumped out at me that much until I was reading the soundtrack, and I realized that Deltron 3030 was in it. So, Oh, man, there's so many good bands in this. MF Doom is on this soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Jurassic 5. Like, You want to talk rock? Kisses on this soundtrack. Like, <laughs> Lick it up, man. Lick up the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, I've been meaning to see if there's a if there's a collection like on Apple Music or Spotify or something of all these songs just so I can kind of yeah. dive back into it. Because the it, original Tony Hawk soundtrack is one that I dive back into quite often. This this is the largest soundtrack for their game series, right? Uh, I think so. At, at the time when it was... Oh, yeah, no. With the, so it's 78 songs, 76, 77 are used in-game, and one is exclusively an escape video. Contains the biggest soundtrack of the Tony Hawk series to date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, Mike Villaley is both a playable character and has a song on the soundtrack. <laughs> Boom. There it is. So we will play a little bit of each of the songs that we chose. Uh, we'll start with mine, which I already mentioned, is Positive Contact by Deltron 3030. Transmutation, brand new statement I have you gave the no band Check it out, y'all. Now let's see. Deltron Z, Art Avenger. Let's start the adventure. Pitch up with nerve gas, absurd blast, crash spacecraft. I'm bio enhanced. Hyro Advanced Series, monstrous evolution. Headed to the nail, scoop the trail. Super sleuth, a new race. Mad creator, savage nature. Worldwide web, the ebb and flow. Light years from watchful eyes, where my thoughts provide objective. Art the size of pop is prophecy. Underground societies are hard to lead. Asteroids surfing, faster oil burping. The darkest side of humanity. Animated, the grand awakening, plan to take it in. I demand your patronage, mobilize my battle takes. 
which left a small empty off to empty Mars. Many MCs cruise low Earth orbit. Easier for me to use my search warrant. Drift by a star, absorb it, and store it. Leave Taurus, Corbus, my galaxy's gorgeous. Quantum jump, I'm right at your doorstep. I love this album. This whole album is great. Anything by Deltron is great. Yeah. I've never heard of them. Uh, do you remember uh, the Gorillaz song, Clint Eastwood? Yeah. The rap part is Del. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's Ice Cube's cousin, if I remember correctly. Hmm. So that's that's some fun. Some fun. Welcome to our Del the Funky Homo Sapiens uh, podcast. Yep. Uh, and so Chops will let you take the next one. Yeah, so at this time when this game came out, um, I was really big into going to concerts. And one of my favorite bands to see live was Alkaline Trio. Um, so I chose Armageddon from uh, from the game. I think came off of their album, Maybe I'll Catch Fire? From Here to Infirmary. Ah, uh, From Here to Infirmary, okay. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's one of the bands I've seen the most live of, of concerts I've been to. So I, I always wanted this song to play when I was playing the game. That just gets me amped. Man, co- Alkaline Trio concerts are just wild. Especially the, from that album. Just tons of people moshing and just going crazy. And, uh, yeah. You, did you Have you guys been or seen Alkaline Trio live? I think I saw them at a Warp Tour once. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they would go to a lot of Warp Tours. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't think I knowingly heard Alkaline Trio until a couple years ago when you actually suggested this album to me. Yeah. Uh, and you're I, not a big fan of them. No, I, I mean it's okay. It's a, it yeah. just didn't really stand out. Like that whole that that scene was never really big to me. Like I didn't get that into it. A lot of my friends were really into it, but just I don't know for whatever reason it didn't click with me as much. It's good. I'm not. I don't dislike it. It's just not like something I'm it, gonna listen it, to all the time. It's <clears> punk rock. Like I mean, you either gotta love punk rock or you you don't. Like I think it's kind of how it is. Yeah, that sounds fair. 
Uh, Dale, you want to tell us about the next song? Yeah, I chose uh, The Separation of Church and Skate by No Effects. Uh, this was off their album, The War on Errorism. Uh, it was like a hyper-political album that came out in that time. And I, I don't know how many of you remember, but there were a lot of really pol- really odd political divisions happening right around then. Uh, and it's interesting because if you listen to it now, it still holds up. <laughs> so here's uh, Separation of Church and Skate by No Effects. entire song of <laughs> separation of church and skate <laughs> which i'm not mad at that's a good song yeah i mean you know it's punk it's fast <laughs> right uh so like i said i wasn't huge into the punk scene but i like that song and i don't think i've ever heard any other no effects knowingly and the only other thing i can think of with no effects is letter kenny when they go no effects and squirrely dan says yes fx so dale is this okay. something i should look into uh heartily recommend it Start on that album. If you like that album, you can dig in deeper. I think that's their most accessible album. Fair enough. I've, I've been in a real kick to like listen to new music lately, so sorry was, for derailing. It was also so hard not to sing along. It's so good. <laughs> well, we appreciate your efforts. Uh, so that's, uh, I mean, we could, like Dale said, there's so many good songs on this soundtrack. We could be here for hours and i definitely recommend you taking a look because there's such a good compilation so so um, just a real quick question regarding the soundtrack what's your favorite tony hawk soundtrack do you guys know yours off the top of your head oh man um i mean the one the one that always jumps back to me is, is the first one but i know there are better soundtracks in other games I know, I think it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 is what introduced me to a lot of stuff that I started listening to. Like, I got into NWA because of that. I got into a whole bunch of stuff from, from Tony Hawk 3. But 3 I can't... is definitely my favorite as well. Uh, I mean, I, the original is still a big thing for me. Yeah, every time I hear Goldfinger Superman, it just... Oh yeah. <laughs> I, listened to, I listened to so much Goldfinger in high school. 
like to the point where like you know i had my sony walkman on me or Discman or whatever and i was in like my uh was it mechanical engineering class where you're like working on those stupid like cad programs and you gotta like solve like do these quizzes which is like just follow these steps and do these things on, on this software and i would just have the same goldfinger uh, cd on repeat for the whole class while i was uh doing these stupid tests Damn. yeah i it's uh, nwa was from from tony hawk 4 but yeah i mean they're all it's all good like there's always there's always at least two or three songs from each tony hawk game that i'm like that has made it to a playlist of mine that i've heard more than anything else yeah. uh tony hawk 2 had uh was it running in a cyclone mm. you guys remember that one it's a it's a weird it was it, it, the most i played of tony hawk 2 was the demo that came with playstation magazine i think and that was the one song that where the the demo for the first game was goldfinger the second one had this uh running in a cyclone song which is it's like stupid but i love it <laughs> uh, but yeah so that's there, there's something from every single one yeah Little, Jobs, did you answer i'm sorry oh yeah sorry yeah tony hawk one oh, okay oh. fair enough yeah the thug 2 soundtrack also gets wild it's got like frank sinatra and johnny cash on it what yeah that's weird yeah it, it's it's real crazy now i'm just like lost at looking at, at all these songs that are in the other games if, if you're listening to this i highly recommend just go out there look at all the different soundtracks yeah and and just give them all a listen. I don't. I I cannot tell you how many bands I was introduced to by playing these games. Yeah, Thug Two had uh, Three Inches of Blood, Deadly Sinners. Yeah, that's awesome. Had Aesop Rock on it. I guess uh, I guess you know how to get yourself into new music. Just go through Tony right? Hawk Pro Skating uh, soundtracks until you find bands that you don't know and le- start listening. Chopster, are you are you familiar with Three Inches of Blood? No. They're they're a metal band uh, that plays D and D before every one of their shows. Like that's oh, really? how they get themselves. They play like mini sessions of Dungeons and Dragons before each show. That's crazy. <laughs> and all their like their 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 like first big song was Kill the Orcs, and so it's it's all just like D and D themed like battle metal music. It's awesome. But nice. Anyway, we're, we're getting way off track here. Uh, anything else on Tony Hawk before we jump into our next part? Don't be an Eric Sparrow. Don't be an Eric Sparrow. No. Nobody likes an Eric Sparrow. And punch every Eric Sparrow you see in the face. Yes. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Sorry to any real Eric Sparrows in the world who just happen to be named that. If you are are an Eric Sparrow, like that's your character, you deserve the punch in the face. But if you just happen to be named Eric Sparrow and you're like a good dude, Sorry that you got punched in the face. Change your name. It's 150 bucks. <laughs> Just change your first name to Jack Sparrow, and then everybody thinks you're a pirate. I mean, like, our... so easy. Perfect. All right, well, let's jump into Retro Relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. So I want to take you back a handful of episodes ago where Chops and I, along with Craig and The Glitch, were counting down the top 100 SNES games ever, according to Complex. Number 52. We all were like, I guess that's a game? 
I, I we were all surprised that it was on there. And uh, I spoke to Dale shortly after. He said, "You guys are sleeping on Uniracers. <laughs> that's the that's the episode I want to be on." Sure, we are. Sure, we are. Uniracers is unbelievable. Also, it, it's the pre Tony Hawk. It it only made me want to play Tony Hawk more. It it, it did not make me want to play Uniracers more. <laughs> so yeah, today uh, today was the first time that I have ever played Uniracers. Uh, which I believe is the same for Chops, right? Yep, 100%. And I put about, just the same with any retro relapse, I put about uh, 10 to 15 minutes into it. And I didn't hate it. I had fun with it once I figured out what I was doing. But uh, there was one level, I think it was called Monster, where if you are, because the whole, the whole point of the thing is you go faster as you do tricks which mm-hmm. is cool. I can get behind that. I got, once I started learning how all the different buttons work, I got into it and I wanted to, uh, to get better. But there was that monster level has a part where you like are spinning on the track. And if you don't hit that just right, it knocks you backwards and puts you at a complete stop. I mean, and you pretty much instantly lose the race at that point. So you guys who are playing this, like, I don't know what, 25 years after it came out, Okay, about dis- December of 94, so, you know, 26. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you're at a disadvantage because you don't have the manual. Yeah, First probably. Off, the manual tells you that jets go faster than cars, so you have to be in the air, mm-hmm. right? But the other thing <laughs> is the track is actually color-coded. So as you're going through the different levels, the track will tell you what you need to be doing next. And so if there's, like, you know, stripes with gold, you know, you need to have a jump coming up soon, that sort of thing. And so on that level monster, if you know how to read the track, you know, like what the next thing is. So mm-hmm. I understand your frustration. You didn't have the manual. So, yeah. no, so we, so we didn't have a key for the <laughs> game to be able to know how to play the game. Granted, yes, manuals are, are very important, but like, I'm not going to pay attention to that, that detail on any game unless it's like a role-playing game, <laughs> let alone I'm racing unicycles. Man, it's so good, though. What about how cute those uni- unicycles are? Which, I, uh, mean, I, I went with Ken. Ken as did I, because it was purple. Yep. Yeah. I was a big Who, Ken fan. What was your uniracer, Dale? Oh, man, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the orange one, whatever that was. Fair enough. It was weird, though, that they had human names. <laughs> really weird really weird is I assume that there's weird? some kind of backstory in the manual about how they were all people who got turned into no it's like a sick <laughs> like uh, their souls were taken and they got stuck into uh, unicycles and they're forever uh, doomed to race <laughs> as unicycles I wish that, that would be amazing <laughs> but, uh, but one thing that did stick out was the music uh, I was told no. before, beforehand that uh that the music to this game was incredible. So as it started, I was like, I got into it. It wasn't my favorite Super Nintendo soundtrack by any stretch of the imagination, but it was it was solid, a lot better than I was expecting for, again, Uniracers. <laughs> uh, and Dale, you picked out a song that you wanna, want us to play a little bit of, yeah? I sure did. Uh, this is Race 3 from Uniracers. And this is uh, composed by Colin Anderson.
makes me want to race, man. <laughs> I just want to hold some sick flips and combos. Twists with your unicycle, man. Nope. Like, you should probably have this soundtrack on repeat and then turn all the volume down on a Tony Hawk game and just have that be your soundtrack. But the problem is the Tony Hawk soundtracks are so good. <laughs> it's like, man, catch 22, right? I'll just have to listen to them at the same time and hope they stink <laughs> up. There you go. Uh, so did you uh, did you get to play this at all again recently, Dale? To, yeah, to yeah. Refresh? I played, played it uh, about a week ago. Fair enough. So uh, what will... What was your rating on the 8-bit scale for uh, for Uniracers? Um, I'm going to probably give it a 6 out of 8. Uh, that might be a little bit of nostalgia goggles, but man, this game, it's so good. <laughs> Chops? I, unfortunately, so I didn't have a controller hooked up to my computer when yeah, I played this, so I used my keyboard and... Um, while I was playing, I yeah, I need to get a an, a an USB NES controller or SNES. But while I was playing it, my on the monster track, I was doing a sick jump, and my unicycle disappeared. And then, but it kept moving, and I finished the track, and the sprite never came back. Um, the arrow to select the tracks never came back, and the check marks on the tracks I completed never came back <laughs> and so i was just like yeah no this is this is great uh so i'm gonna give it a four <laughs> um, oh that's more than i was expecting after all that yeah, that's, it's <laughs> much it, higher than i thought it was gonna get it it seemed playable like <laughs> if i had instructions and the physical game i would probably enjoy it more uh, but I didn't have a ton of fun with it, but I didn't hate my life playing it. And that says something. There you go. That shows just how badly abused we are with the glitch and all of his picks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would I would give it a five. I, I had I had fun with it. Well, again, once I kind of figured out and I got used to the controls, I, I kind of got into it. Uh, and knowing that I need to pay more attention to the track kind of makes sense. I did notice on one of the levels where there's like slime that slows you down. I noticed that before the slime hit, it was orange. So I knew to jump when I saw orange. So it's just uh, probably a matter of, of putting more time into it and, and reading the manual and getting good. Easy to play, hard to master. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, second to last thing that we need to do is talk about our uh, stage theme bracket. So we uh, pulled up our next two songs here. The first one we have is Bubble Bobble which is composed by Tadashi Kimijima, which, uh, I mean, this song I know Chops doesn't necessarily care for, but it's hard to go wrong with this one. So we'll uh, give a quick listen to the stage theme from Bubble Bobble. I, I, I just want to interject. I like the song. It's just that I feel like it could be used to torture somebody. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you. 
head for the rest of the day and yeah. week and probably month. It's so good. It sounds like ice cream truck music. It does. There's uh, a, It doesn't have enough uh, dogs barking or people going, <laughs> hello. Yes. I think that one, I, I've looked that what? up because so, so Chops and I, until I just recently moved, lived pretty much in the same neighborhood. Yep. And there's an ice cream truck that comes through and uh, it's the weirdest thing. And now I've got to, I'll make <laughs> a note. I'm sorry. No, because I need to find it because I've looked it up on YouTube because I, so, I love, hate this song. Yeah, so so it's called so the picnic. A twenty side ninja, like just picture the the songs that you would hear as a child from the ice cream truck. But then think about somebody who's on drugs <laughs> remixing that song, who still also owns an ice cream truck. I just okay, so it's called the picnic. <laughs> this and is here, not in the bracket. Here it is, because this song, I like I said, I love and I hate it at the same time. Hello. And then it starts back over with, hello, <laughs> and it keeps going. It's so bad. Okay, I live in an area where <laughs> the ice cream trucks also sell nachos. <laughs> I thought that was the weirdest thing that could happen in an ice cream truck that is still legal. No, the hello at the beginning of that song and the three car horns, like three quarters of the way through. Insane. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we hear we when when I lived in my, at my old house, I you we would hear that like every other day. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> I've got I've got a new text tone. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> so oh, one man. thing I miss about my neighbor, my new neighborhood is I don't think I've ever seen a, a nice cream truck go down the street, and it certainly didn't ever greet me. Well, you know I mean, what that I, means. It's you time just to move. Blare it from your house now. You gotta become an ice cream truck driver, <laughs> my dude. Hello. <laughs> uh, so anyway, going up against Bubble Bobble is not the picnic, <laughs> but uh, instead Journey to Silius, Stage One, which is composed by Naoki Kadaka.
Are either of you guys wrestling fans? Uh, yeah, not, not so much. Bit. Are either of you familiar with the concept of a squash match? No. <laughs> squash match is basically where you put, like, it's a very uneven matchup, and it's very obvious that one of them is going to win. Fair and enough. I feel like we might be listening to one of those. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe we pair Bubble Bubble with the picnic, and those Hello. two <laughs> go up against Journey to Silvius. <laughs> maybe. I cannot wait until an ice cream truck scene wins this bracket. <laughs> it's just a, a, just an overwhelming amount of write-in comments on all things. So we want the picnic. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's well, a, if people want to write in the picnic, where can they do that? <laughs> uh, just in the in the comments. You just jo- join us on, the, on our Discord. You can vote there. You can vote on Facebook, vote on Twitter, and then if you are a Patreon subscriber of $1 or more, uh, you get a bonus vote there. Uh, if you want to vote for the picnic, I suppose you just add a comment. <laughs> or abstain from voting. Emoji. <laughs> right, in, in the Discord, it's always an emoji uh, poll, so you can just put a picnic basket or a yogi bear. We'll know an what's happening. Ice happen. cream cone. Yeah, you can just stop into the Discord and say, Hello! And we'll know, <laughs> know what's happening. <laughs> Oh, we're going to get some complaints about this episode for sure. But just from Craig. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And just because he wants ice cream now. Right? Yeah. He's on that diet. He's always yelling at us on Thursday nights when we play D&D and we're eating all the snacks and he can't have any. Yep. Chaps, uh, you want to tell us a little bit more about Patreon while we're here? <sighs> My mouth hurts from laughing. Um, yeah, so go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and eat for $1 you get access to an extra show called state of the Zilla. But then you also get like uh, Xander had said, uh, the ability to vote in our brackets, but for $5, you get an extra show. So you get the game shark from us. You get um, post credits, right? Post credits yep, scene, scene from last action podcast behind the DM screen from Noobs and dragons and a few other ones. For, you get one from a uh, noise land arcade, which is smart a line, smart line. And then games, a, podcast is so you get the pre-show there you go it's yep. all the cool stuff for just five bucks a month mm-hmm. it helps keep us doing what we're doing and yep. uh we always love bringing new content so if you have any ideas if you're a patreon fan or if you're thinking about signing up um and there's something you're looking for we're always open to ideas and seeing what we can do to make it a little bit better for you yep and i did want to shout out to one of our most recent um patreon subscribers kyle uh, who added a lovely note. Uh, as so when you join Patreon, you'll get a message from one of us saying, hey, thanks for, for helping us out. Um, what brought you to GameZilla? What uh, made you decide? And Kyle was nice enough to say that it was honestly the legend of retro and grew from there. That is your primo show, and I'm bummed I didn't start listening sooner. Uh, and he just goes on to say how everything else is, is good, but uh, we're the best. So thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Gauntlet's thrown. <laughs> Gauntlet is indeed thrown. So if you want to uh, to get a shout-out uh, on the show, I'm more than happy to do that. Uh, just uh, become a Patreon subscriber, or even just leave a comment or uh, a, a review on iTunes or wherever you, you get your podcast. Any kind of uh, help you can give us is, is definitely appreciated. We'll do our best to, to give you a shout-out here on the show whenever we see those pop up. Absolutely. Uh, Dale, do you have anything else you want to throw in before we uh, before we wrap up the episode? Just don't be – well, first off, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, it. yes. Also, 
don't be an Eric Sparrow. I feel right. like that's probably a life lesson for everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you are you streaming still? I am still streaming. Oh, should I plug my stream? You Absolutely should. Yeah, twitch.tv slash a 20-sided ninja. Uh, you can check me out there. You can also follow me on Twitter, a 20-sided ninja. Uh, I do variety streaming. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing recently. I've uh, been doing some Jackbox with the wife and with viewers to get some social interaction in these strange times we're currently in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, come check me out. Um, speaking of which, Celeste is in my town. So when we're done, if you want to come over and grab a recipe, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, also, I have a uh, meteor shower that I'm missing to record this. Oh, so, man. Oh, so We're going to do that immediately after, I guess. <laughs> that meteor shower just kind of jumped up on me and said, Hello. Sorry, I just wanted to play it one more time. <laughs> let's end this, please. Yes, let's let's end this and get. So some I can ice get cream. some ice cream. Exactly. Speaking uh, of, I want to plug um, Hudsonville. Um, we got this new flavor of Hudsonville ice cream that has cocoa like crispies in it. Neat. Ooh, that's it's the company good. that does the the deer tracks, right? What's that? That's like the that's the company that does the deer tracks, where it's like the the chocolate cups yeah. and the that yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one is it's like a buttery fudge cocoa rice crispy like ice cream it's amazing if we're plugging ice cream flavors kroger select main blueberry cheesecake (laughs) check it out trust me it's good oh okay all right and i'll throw in one uh whenever it opens back up vincetta garage in uh i believe it's royal oak has a fago rock and rye ice cream that's delicious it's so good i never had that i'll have to try it you will all right well thank you uh 27 Ninja for jumping in and helping us out. Uh, on episode 200, you asked why you weren't on another show. We rectified that as quickly as we possibly could. You guys uh, are angels. <laughs> we certainly are. Get uh, get yourself pumped up for the new Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 by playing what I think is the best Tony Hawk game to date, uh, Tony Hawk's Underground, a.k.a. Thug. And we will catch you all next time when the legend, legend continues. continues.